So um, by way of introduction, Jonas is a 22-year-old CEO and founder of four different companies in various sectors, but also invests in quite a number of other, other businesses. Um, a big area for his focus uh, and energy is on Mainment, GmbH, which is a social media management and marketing agency, which focuses on achieving highest marketing results for branding and performance purposes, particularly through growth hacking and by understanding the algorithms of social networks, which sounds extremely clever. Um, the company has a number of VIP clients from worldwide stars to local politicians, but also manages brands of all different sizes, some with tens of thousands of employees uh, and others are startups. He also runs an investment fund, a furniture company and a clothing production company and more besides. So, I mean, I'm exhausted just, just reading that out. But before I hand over to Jonas, I should thank um, one of our upper six students, Jakob in the line doc, who very kindly made the introduction and recommended Jonas to us. So um, that's great. Thank you, Jakob. And thank you, Jonas. So thank you for agreeing to coming tonight and over to you. I'm really looking forward to your session. Thank you very much. I'm also very looking forward to this session. And yeah, I'm just gonna start right into it. So um, this, you can see the background. I'm from Berlin. This is where I live and where our office is. Um, but right now I'm in Dubai. So yeah, so just gonna. So today we're gonna talk about marketing basically. Um, and first of all, who am I? Um, I'm Jonas Nagel, I'm 22 years old. And basically, I already have nine years of experience in marketing. I started when I was 13 by creating my first meme pages on Facebook. For example, Student Problems is one of the most famous ones I created back then, or Love Food. These were pages just posting memes or like quotes and so on. And after, after just one year of running these pages, I had over 25 million followers across of them. So not in total, uh, like I did have it in total, but not on one page. Um, and obviously due to that fact, a 13 year old guy having 25 million followers back in like 2012, a lot of agencies and companies started contacting me back then. And they were like, hey, we are BMW, but we only have 1 million followers. How did you manage to get 25 million? So all these agencies basically tried to hire me back then, but I was still in school and I did finish school. Um, but I had the chance to like experience various fields of marketing. So besides going to high school in, for example, in 10th grade, I worked in three different agencies um, in various fields just to experience as much marketing expertise as possible. But even already back then, when I was 16, I kind of started to take more of leading roles in these agencies to basically teach the younger agency members or just more inexperienced people with, with marketing expertise that I learned myself, which I'm basically going to come to in this presentation today. So, um, one thing I have to mention in the beginning, which is like one of the greatest advices I have for every one of you. I only worked for the network. Basically, until I was 18, I didn't earn a single pound with my work. And um, I worked all day, every day, like at night, in the afternoon, 
every time I wasn't at school. Um, and I always made contracts with the companies. I were like, hey, I don't actually need money. I still live at home. My parents pay my food. They pay the rent, still go to school. Why would I need more money to buy an iPhone? That, that's just stupid, to be honest. So um, I realized if you have a great network, you basically have open doors for everything. So I wanted to build my network as much as possible. And I realized if I'm just positive and give all the time, my network is going to help me in the long term, uh, which it basically has done now and still does in the future. But that's one of the main points that made me come to where I am right now. And um, in the end, I had my first company with 15 and my first GmbH with 18. GmbH is the highest rights form in Germany, like a limited, but a bit higher. And I've been doing this in full time since I'm 18. So with 18, I started earning money with it. Now I'm 22, so already four years. Um, but obviously I had way more experience before that. Um, besides my marketing company, which is the main one, which we are going to talk about today, and I'm going to give some more insights about like, how does the marketing actually work? Less of how did I get there? Um, I do have a furniture company, like mentioned, where we do furniture out of airplane parts. When airlines go bankrupt, we basically buy them in bulk and build furniture out of that. Or I also have a fashion brand, which basically consults my marketing clients to have their own brand. And yeah, the, the thing besides my network, which basically is the, the key point that made me come where I am right now, is that I'm always trying to do something different than everyone else. Because I realized if you do what everyone else does, you're only going to achieve what everyone else is achieving. And I realized, especially in marketing, everyone seems to do the same. Like, if you learn how to do marketing, you're going to do the same marketing campaigns like every company. And that's what you can see nowadays. A company does a campaign, and then everyone kind of fakes that campaign, and then it's just not going to go viral. So I realized, hey, I need to find my own loophole which I'm basically doing with everything in my life, no matter if it's finding flights, companies, or whatever. But especially in marketing, I realized if I find loopholes, we are going to be the ones that are different and are going to achieve way higher results. Yeah, so my main company, Mainment GmbH, what are we actually doing? Um, we are a social media management and marketing agency. So we are actually only focused on the social medias like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and so on. But we have a, another focus, which is performance marketing. Performance marketing basically means that we focus on results. We don't care about like how nice is the picture looking. We care about how many sales did we get? How many clicks did we get? How many people do follow you? Like that's our, our focus. And at this time, 35% of our clients are companies. And then 65% um, of the clients are VIPs. I realized back then that it's often way more fun to work with people instead of big companies. Because if I work with Lufthansa, for example, you're really going to have a pain with all the lawyers and so on before you can 
post or bring out marketing strategies. But if you work with a celebrity, you can just call him or his manager. Um, so first of all, I want to give you a very brief introduction about marketing in general. Why do I even need marketing? Um, so first of all, every product basically needs users or clients. No matter if you have an app where you need users or clients where you need like if you're a retail company and you want people to sell something, you always need it. And no matter if it's B2C or B2B and so on, like your product is only as good as your marketing is because you can have the best product in this world, but if you aren't able to sell it or market it, basically brand it, you're not going to really achieve the sales. Like, I think we all know examples of products that are super good and we buy them and we realize, hey, why aren't these super famous? It's because they aren't doing great marketing. And then there are products that are really shitty, but everyone buys them and keeps buying them. It's because they do a lot of marketing. So in the end, marketing can influence the user slash the consumer very massively. And you can even sell a very bad product if the marketing is good. Um, and in the end, marketing obviously is an essential part for every company um, and everyone should deal with it, no matter what kind of company they are. And you can use marketing for all of these things or for individual things, for example, for branding, to just get out your name, for sales for your product or for employee branding. A lot of my clients nowadays, they basically just want to do marketing because they want to get new employees. Um, one thing that really changed marketing the last years are smartphones because smartphones basically changed the whole world very drastically in the last 12, 13 years since the first iPhone got introduced. At this point, we have about 3.7 billion worldwide smartphone users, which is a lot if you think about how many people live in the world. And to have a smartphone, you basically need internet, you need electricity, and you need to afford one. So 92% um, of all pictures online at this time are taken with a smartphone camera, which is pretty insane to think about because like 15 years ago, when I was a kid, I remember when we went to holiday, everyone just had a normal camera and took their pictures with that. But now 92% are taken by a smartphone, which is pretty insane. So obviously you can imagine this fact that smartphones came into our lives and became so popular really changed the whole marketing industry. And that changed where I'm actually doing marketing. So nowadays, desktop changed to mobile. People don't really use computers that much anymore for leisure, more like work. Um, they use mobiles nowadays. TV changed to social video. Like the very few people still watch TV nowadays and really wait until 8 p.m. to see their favorite show. But a lot of people rather use social media to see their videos at any time, whenever they want, and so on. And then website to social media. Most companies don't even bother to have a website anymore. 
when you can have social media because what are you going to show on your website that you can't show on social media and on social media you can show it way better so why is marketing like why is social media even so popular in the end social media is made for our generation the next generation of communication and basically things that make it super popular is that it's mobile first you can have it everywhere at any time it's easy and intuitive everyone understands it like no matter how old or young you are if people give you a smartphone and give you instagram and you just use it for a day you're going to probably understand it which is the greatest thing about it and it's very unique and personal every one of us gets a different message on social media it's not like tv where everyone has to consume the same tv show or there are like 10 channels it's really really individual so the point is why social media winning when it comes to marketing why are people or companies switching from having tv ads having ads outside and so on to have them on instagram facebook and so on it's because it's on demand basically we can see the content whenever we want to see it we don't miss it we can just accept it access it everywhere and at any time it's easy going it's not as strict and harsh as for example tv where you can't say special things you can just do whatever you want basically it's very specific everyone of us has their own news feed we only see what interests us if you are a frequent instagram or tiktok user you're going to know that the things you're going to see are really interesting to you mostly and it's authentic that's what people really love about it like if we follow a company and they do great social media marketing it's going to feel more like we follow a celebrity because they're going to give us insights they're going to show us how is the company actually working what's happening behind the scenes and that's what makes it really great because it doesn't feel like the normal ad that everyone does it's short people don't have time or at least they say that they don't have time and instead of having to watch an ad for an five minutes on social media you can basically just look at a post for a second and most people do that they don't look at posts more than one two or three seconds and it really gives you the feeling that it doesn't consume your time even through it does because you're spending hours on it in the end but for every single post it doesn't feel like it and it's interactive basically if you see a tv ad or an ad on a cab or whatever you can't really engage with it if you see an ad on social media or a post from your friend or whatever you can comment you can like you can basically show them what you think you can discuss and you can build a community which is making why social media is winning so in the end we all basically love social media because of the experiences which connect people you can way better share what you experienced with your friends and you can just bring it out in the world and that's why so many people keep on using social media because they don't want to miss out to share it with others um also 
statistically, people's expectations have changed. It really becomes a life for a lot of people, which if it's good or bad, that's another discussion. But that really makes it so popular. Um, also, the fact that's getting more and more out there is that multi-screen is mainstream. Which social media networks are relevant? Like, should they use Facebook? Should they use Instagram? Especially clients ask that. And some of them say, let's just use one network. But most of them say, hey, let's use every network, which is horrible. You should never use every network. Or the mood. Every platform has a different mood. And the mistake most companies do is they have an Instagram account, they have a Facebook account, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And on all platforms, they post the same content. Because obviously, if you're going to have a channel in every platform, you're basically not going to have the capacity to do individual posts for every platform, except if you have a big team working on it. And that's a pretty big issue because it's not going to perform. If you are having the same picture on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and LinkedIn, people are not going to care. Because when you are using LinkedIn, you care about business content. You don't want to see someone's dog or a cat video on LinkedIn. Same goes for Instagram. When you're on Instagram, you don't want to see someone saying, hey, I'm hiring. Like, at least most of people don't want. So you really have to look at the mood of every platform and really do individual content for every platform and really focus on platforms that match your company or your person. Um, when we come to the KPIs, key performance indexes, um, people always tell me, hey, I want a lot of followers. But what are the actual KPIs of social media? I'm going to go through these, um, explain them shortly to you, and give you a few examples why you shouldn't always follow, like, follow the goal of having followers. First of all, we have the reach. Reach means how many people you reach. And it's always individual people. So if I have a reach of 1,000, that means that thousand different people are going to see my posts. Then we have the impressions. Impressions means how often a post is seen. Obviously, if you have a reach of 1,000 people, 10 of these 1,000 people can see your post one, two, three, or four times. That means impressions are always higher than the reach because reach really tells how many different people saw your post or your ad or whatever. And impressions tells you how often your post got seen. I sometimes look at a post in my feed and then I click on a profile and look at the post again. And then the impressions are just going to go up. But the reach is going to stay the same because I'm just one person. And then we have the followers. The thing most people always <laughs> care the most about, like how many followers do you have um, in the end, followers don't mean anything, which I'm going to show now, because we have the engagement as well. Engagement means how many likes, how many comments, how many shares you have on your post. And the biggest issue you have nowadays is that people only focus on followers, and they have a lot of followers, um, meaning having a lot of followers doesn't mean that you have a lot of reach. 
And having a lot of reach doesn't mean that you have a lot of engagement because if you have a lot of reach, your content can still suck and people don't want to comment or like or whatever. So in the end, you really have to care about all of these aspects. Obviously, it's good to have more followers than less, but you have to keep up the quality. If you have 10,000 followers, you also need to keep up a good reach ratio and you also have to keep up the engagement rate because it's totally unnecessary to have 50,000 followers but only reach 1,000 people or to reach 50,000 people but only get 100 likes, which most companies, they have this problem. And then there's another part which is super important. It's the community. Basically, that means community. If you have a community, people really care about you and they really love you. Should focus on followers. You should focus on reach and on engagement. That's all super important. But you should always try to build a community. And obviously, for me, the most important part of the all is the performance. Most agencies nowadays only tell you content is king. We need good posts. We need posts that look great. We need ads that look good and so on. And I think all of us know ads that are super good or like pictures and videos that are taken super well, but they just get 10 likes or 100. And then we know people on Instagram that get like 200,000 likes with really bad pictures. The most liked picture, in fact, on Instagram worldwide has about 60 million likes and it's a picture of an egg, just an egg, nothing special, which basically means you really, in the end, need to focus on the performance, not too much about the content, which I'm going to come to. So it doesn't help you to have a million followers and have all of these aspects if you can't perform. And performance is different for every case. For some, it's selling. For some, it's getting views or whatever. Yeah. So in the end, one of the major parts, why? Because nowadays and also back then, when you have 100,000 followers, for example, I'm just taking this number to make it a bit more easier. Obviously, it's the same if you have 10,000 or 50,000 followers. But if you have 100,000 followers and you post something on Instagram, on Facebook or wherever, not 100,000 people are going to see it. Only about 2 to 3% of your fans are going to see it. So if you have 100,000 followers, only about 2,000, 3,000 people are actually going to see your post. And this is because content is only one part of the equation in the end. You have to imagine every network wants to earn money. Why does Facebook exist? Why does Instagram exist? To make money, obviously. And how do these networks make money? With ads. So every network wants you to use the network as long as possible. They want you to be on Instagram for as many hours as possible because the longer you are going to use the app, the longer or the more ads you're going to see and the more ads you're going to see, the more Instagram or whatever networks is going to earn. So in the end, every networks want you to love their network. 
And that means that the network has to be super relevant for you. If you go on Instagram and you only see posts that you don't really care about, you're not actually going to use the app for a long time. But if you go on Instagram and it's super relevant for you, you're going to use the app longer and the app is going to earn more money. So all of these apps have an own algorithm. And this algorithm basically filters what's the most interesting for me and for all of you. And it's different for every person. Even if we follow the same 100 people, if every one of us follows the same accounts, we are still going to see different posts in our newsfeed. It's like Google search. If you Google whatever on Google, you're actually only going to look at the first page or maybe the second. And um, it's different. The search is different for everyone, depending on what you're interested in. Um, so every network has this algorithm and this algorithm basically filters. And how does this algorithm even filter something is relevant or isn't? That's the biggest question. And most people just care about the content and keep going. But back then I realized, okay, I need to find out how this algorithm works because only if I know how the algorithm works, I'm going to be able to achieve a lot of reach. And when I achieve a lot of reach, everyone, everything is going to perform. So nowadays I could even make a picture of a glass of water go viral. Obviously a picture of a glass of water wouldn't sell anything, but that's my approach and that's our approach, which means performance. We're just getting the numbers. Obviously the content is a very important part in the second step when you already have the reach to get the sales, but not in the first, in the first step to even get the reach. Um, so how does these um, networks filter the relevance of a content piece? Obviously, they can't see the content because it's not a human. It's an algorithm. And this algorithm can't even say if something is more or less relevant because it's subjective. You, everyone here can think that a picture is bad and I can think it's good. So um, it would be really, really weird if the algorithm tells us what we like and what we don't like. So the algorithm actually looks at other aspects. The algorithm looks at when do we post and what, like, what tags do we use and so on. And that's my focus. When do we post? What tags do we use? What kind of stuff do we post? For example, pictures are always going to work better than videos on Instagram in the overall. So um, to have success in the social media game, you basically, first of all, need to generate the reach. You need to reach the people. It doesn't matter how good your content is. If you can't reach them, it's not going to help you. So how do you reach these people? By understanding the systems of how the algorithms work, when, how, and so on. When you then have the reach, you should build a community. Because as explained before, a community is actually really going to give you the sales or the other performance KPIs that you want to reach. And then you're going to have growth, which is long-term. And long-term growth is always way more healthy than quick growth. So there's one more thing I want to talk about when it comes to social media, because when you build 
and want to grow your target group, there are two options. One of the options in social media, which we most are familiar with, is organic. Organic basically means we just post. We just upload whatever we think is good. And why do you use organic, for example, to show and presents as a brand on the platform to build trust in the long term and to interact with the existing customers? But if you only post things organically, you're basically not going to reach people that don't know you yet because how would they see you? So that's why there's paid. Paid means you pay Instagram, you pay Facebook or whatever network to bring your content piece out in the world to give you more reach in your target group. And why do you use paid to reach new clients, new people, bring out news, for example, let's say we are Coca-Cola and we are big and everyone knows us, but we don't have too many followers. We could just use paid to bring out news to all of our like people that know us, but don't follow us. And another thing why you should use paid is because you can optimize on various goals. You can basically optimize depending on if you want clicks or if you want sales. So performance marketing and slash paid, which basically really gets your results, um, there are two options. There's the option of boosting and the option of dark ads. To quickly explain it, boosting means that you take a post that you already posted and you just tell Instagram, hey, do that my post is seen by more people. Done. It's the same post, but you're basically just getting more exposure. And then we have the dark ads. And the dark ads are basically posts that aren't posted because they're dark. They're behind the scenes. They're posts that go out behind the scenes to your target groups and only your target group can see these posts. No one can see them publicly. So ads on social media are very, very cheap and they're specific and they're effective. I could, for example, right now do a target group reaching everyone being in Germany, for example, being the age between 18 and 25 living in Germany. But I could also do a target group of everyone living in one kilometer um, from my office, owning a BMW, being 23 years old, having two kids, and earning above blah, blah, blah. That's how specific you can go. And as you can imagine, that's super, super effective. Because a TV ad, how specific is a TV ad? And it's way, way cheaper. Also, another thing which is really great about paid, paid is that it's scalable. Basically, you get the results right after you launch the campaign. If we spend two years in ads on Facebook and we see that we got one sale from these two years, we know that we can just scale it if these two years are in between our margin. But if you do an advertisement in the TV or wherever, you're not going to see the statistics until like a few weeks or days later, which obviously makes social media more attractive to run ads. So how um, do I use it? There are 
on the one hand, the community building, which is the organic part where you don't pay money, where you basically just build your followers. And then you have the performance marketing, which is paying money to get results. And then there's the upper lower funnel connect. That means, just so you have heard it, that if I have a community interacting organically, like for free, let's say I am a brand and I post a picture of someone in the streets wearing a t-shirt of my brand and people like that, that's probably going to be organic. We're not going to pay for that. People that are interested are just going to like that picture. And then we can do an upper lower funnel connect for the performance marketing, meaning the people that engaged with the lifestyle picture in the city wearing this piece, we are going to reach them with performance marketing behind the scenes and only the people reacting to this, which makes it even more specific, just so you have heard of it. Then the most common questions when it comes to this is like, what should I focus on? Which platforms should I use? How often should I post? Which functionality should I use? And so on. In the end, it's very individual. Like your brand is unique, your audience is unique, and you need to just test and learn. And that's how, how I learned. I never studied marketing. I never like learned it from tutorials or books. I just did learning by doing. And that's how all the agencies I worked with did it. So like, just try. Just If you want to grow your Instagram to get a lot of followers, just try different things. And if you see something doesn't work, do something else. And if you see it does work, continue doing what you do. And then I already saw a few of your questions and I want to answer a few of these right now. Um, before we come into the question round where you obviously can ask me whatever you want and you can always text me on Instagram or send me an email and I'm going to try to answer as quick as possible. Um, so one uh, question was how to start an internship and in my company. Basically, I don't care about what you have achieved in your life. I don't care about what degree you have. I don't want to see anything of that. I don't even want to see um like a formal application just ask me and it's probably gonna work that's how i do it with all my employees i basically don't employ seniors i mostly employ people that are just driven and motivated and then i teach them everything and that has really gotten me where i am right now because for example in the marketing agency we're already 16 people and manage over 80 clients at this time how to stay up to date in marketing? Pretty simple. Just try. Try and learn every single day. If I wouldn't be on Instagram for a week, I could close my business, to be honest. I need to do it every day and try everything. And yeah, there are some blogs and there are some books and so on. But to be honest, they are way too slow. Until something comes into an online blog, it's already out. <laughs> then how did you collect resources for your company? Honestly, I never collected resources for any of my companies. When I started, I only had a phone. I started earning my first money with the phone and then I bought a computer and then I built the companies. So all of my companies are bootstrapped 
all money that I earn, I reinvest. And that's also where I have an investment companies where I fund startups, but myself and never collected resources. But if you do want to collect resources, as mentioned in the beginning, my biggest tip is to get a great network. And then you're always going to have people that are going to come to you because they want to invest. A lot of people came to me over the last years and still do come to me um, that are like, hey, Jonas, can I invest in your company? And then you have a way better position of getting a great deal than if you look for resources yourself. Um, what's the hardest challenge um, to get where I am? To be honest, the hardest challenge is just patience. You can't expect to have success tomorrow. For me, like it took nine years and I'm still going. It's like I'm just this much of the way there. Um, so patience is the hardest challenge. Like you're not going to re see results directly. Um, what's my best advice? My best advice is to be nice to people and that way have a great network because no matter how much money you're going to have, no matter if you're a billionaire or not, and no matter if you're going to have the best, like the best grades, it's not going to matter if you have greater contacts. Like the, the greatest jobs, you're going to get them by having contacts and not by saying, hey, I have the best grades. Obviously, that's super important as well. Obviously, money and grades and so on is a good thing to have. But uh, network is the most important, in my opinion. And then how do I stay driven and motivated every day? It's, it's quite simple. I honestly only do what I love every day. I, like, I wake up in the morning and I think, what do I really want to do today? And I only do that. That means I don't have a lot of meetings. I just do what feels right for my gut. And that's why I have all of these different companies. And that's why I have a lot of projects going on. Because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, hmm. I don't want to do marketing. I want to do something else. And obviously in the short term, that's hurting me because if I would just focus on one thing, it would grow way, way bigger. But in the long term, it's way more efficient because I'm happy. And if you're happy, you're actually working way harder and getting better results in the long term.